Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Weirdly Magical podcast with Lou. <laughs> I'm on my own uh, for this recording. Jen's probably going to do her own separate one um, for the full moon. And the reason is because of my travel. I am traveling to the UK tomorrow, the 11th. So I'm recording this nice and early on September the 10th. I'm recording it two whole weeks before the uh, full moon because I will actually be away or I'll be actually be traveling back on the full moon um, from the UK. And Jen was not available today because she's away till tomorrow night. So so we're having to break up and do it separately for um, for this lunation okay uh because i'm not even going to try and do it while i'm in the uk visiting family the time difference is too great and i'm you know scheduling will be difficult so you have me alone so i'm going to talk today about the um, aries full moon coming up on september the 24th at 8 52 p.m mountain which kind of freaked me out when I typed it because I was born at 8.52 a.m., but not mountain, but it just, the number, I was like, whoa. And you'll see why else this kind of makes me go. (laughs) (sighs) And so that will be 7.52 p.m. Pacific, 10.52 p.m. Eastern, and 3.52 a.m. on the 25th. So I am literally traveling back under the energy of the full moon because we fly at 10 a.m. right after the full moon. So that's really interesting (laughs) to me. Um, Okay, so this full moon is at one degree and 59 minutes of Aries. And a full moon is an opposition. So that means the sun will be at one degree and 59 minutes of Libra. And the moon in Aries is conjunct Chiron, which is at zero degrees and two minutes, about to move back into Pisces on this full moon, not not long before it does. The sun and the opposite's end is conjunct Mercury and Ceres. So we have these three in Libra and Ceres is the great mother and Mercury is our um, perception and communication is the mind. Um, Chiron is the maverick shaman. So we have those, all those opposing each other. These, this full moon lunation, this opposition is all squaring Saturn and Vesta. Saturn is at two degrees and 49 minutes of Capricorn and Vesta, which is focus and commitment, is at two degrees and nine minutes. And Saturn is also representative of commitment and diligence and building and determination. So there's a great deal of focus over there at two degrees of Capricorn. Add to all that. So we have a T-square there with the full moon and Saturn and and Vesta at the third point. Add to all this. The full moon is also aspecting the nodes, sextile to the south node in Aquarius. And that south node in Aquarius is at four degrees 
and conjunct Mars at almost four degrees and sandwiched between true black moon Lilith at zero Aquarius and mean black Lilith. That doesn't mean she's really mean, though she can be, at five degrees of Aquarius. And that is, of course, is forming an opposition to the North Node. And this actually forms a mystic rectangle for this full moon. And finally, <laughs> last but not least, also at one degree and um, quincunx to the sun and semi-sextile to the moon, we have Uranus over there in Taurus. So that's so much energy in the first five degrees of the signs of cardinal signs and fixed signs okay so if you have anything in the first five degrees of cardinal which are <laughs> aries cancer libra and capricorn or fixed signs which are taurus leo scorpio and Aquarius, then you are, this is right on you. But really, because there's so much energy in those first five degrees, if you have any planets or angles in the first five degrees, then you are being majorly affected by this, pretty much no matter where you are. But more, mostly the cardinal and fixed signs, and mostly the cardinal first, then the fixed huge. Now what do I see happening with this full moon? Well so much to say <laughs> but let's start with the moon conjunct the maverick shaman um, Chiron right at the beginning of Aries. Aries is the sign of new beginnings. It's the first sign of the zodiac. I like to see um, Aries as really the toddler of the zodiac um, kind of uh, just after birth, kind of walking around and it's all about me and I want what I want and I want it now. And it's very direct. If you think about little toddlers, when they first start speaking, they say whatever comes out of their mouth. It's, there's no kind of um, conditioning or um, filtering at that point. And there's the, the moon is our emotional body right at the start of this sign next to Chiron, who is really the teacher and the healer of the Zodiac. I'm, I'm a bit done, as I said in the last podcast, with the wounded healer thing. I prefer the maverick shaman thing because Chiron the centaur in the myth was very different to his centaur brothers and sisters. Um, and yes, he had the whole wound thing at the end where he... Um, healed Prometheus so to give up his immortality so he wouldn't live with this wound forever so he gave his immortality up so that he could die from his wound um so there is that sacrificial kind of energy to it but most of all Chiron likes to do things quite differently and he is a healer and a teacher 
And in this state, as he's about to go back into Pisces, he is right at the beginning of Aries saying, come on, you know, we're reviewing this. You've been reviewing who you are in these times of tremendous change as we move into a new paradigm. Okay, so that's those two together. Then opposing the sun, which is our core in Libra, and Mercury, the messenger of the gods, and Ceres, which is the great mother who represents um, unconditional love, acceptance, and um, grief and forgiveness, right over there in Libra, saying, come on, let's bring in some peace and harmony into this, okay, into our very core. And now remember that uh, Venus rules Libra, and Venus um, on September the 24th is just about to go retrograde. She goes retrograde on October the 8th. So she's almost at a standstill on this full moon. And then I've already mentioned Saturn and Vesta over there in Capricorn. Capricorn is um, the rules we live by. It's our institutions. But it's also like uh, the structures of our life and, you know, the, the walls we put up, the container of our life, of our rules. And Saturn in Capricorn is very ambitious. It's about building. It's about growth. Um, but it's also about diligence and getting to work. And so Vesta is focus and commitment. She's the keeper of the flame. But I don't know if you've noticed already, we have Ceres, goddess over there, but next to the sun and Mercury in a, in a goddess ruled sign. So there we have some goddess energy and Vesta, goddess energy next to the archetypal really father figure of father time chronos saturn um over there in capricorn and then that little cluster over there with the south node in aquarius mars who actually leaves his out of bounds state finally <laughs> on this full moon he goes back into declination so into the declination that it means he's in bounds and he's sandwiched next to the south node which is the dragon's tail the releasing and between the two black moon liliths the mean calculation and the true calculation so he's in this lilith corridor and so is the south node of too muchness saying, come on, <laughs> get back into order. You know, Mars is the warrior. Mars is the ruler of Aries. So we're starting to bring things into order and renew things after this really crazy summer we've had. And believe me, as I record this, we've got this fixed grand cross coming up um, that I've been writing about in my articles um, with Venus, Uranus, Mars, and the North Node. And, and Pallas Athena, I forgot she's in there too. So things, are, um, things have been a little bit crazy. Here we have all stuff at the start of the signs. Mostly it's in cardinal signs, which are initiating signs. Saturn is at the start of his own sign. So he likes to start building 
Mars is coming back into shape in, um, as he moves into its inbound state away from his rogue state that has been um, terrorizing us for weeks here. And we're being asked to really kind of bring everything in to healing. Now, a mystic rectangle is a beautiful, beautiful um, configuration. And it, it goes by what its name is, mystic. And of course, you know, it brings, it's, it's so balanced. It has two oppositions, two trines, two sextiles, bringing it in to a lovely configuration of being able to bring things together. And then the outlet from all this lovely rectangle points to this Saturn and Vesta in Capricorn. And then we do have one other wriggle in this. We have that Uranus in Taurus at one degree. And Uranus is squaring. Um, Uranus rules Aquarius. Okay, so that's uh, important too. And he's in Taurus, which is also Venus ruled, um, like Libra, which I already mentioned. And Uranus in Taurus is squaring that... Um, Mars Lilith South Node combo, also trying to the Saturn Vesta combo and in conjunct to Venus Mercury and Ceres over there in Libra, and he's the benevolent rebel. He's the he's the um, revolutionary over there in Taurus. So overall, you know, there's so many new beginnings in this and, and so much more. We've been seeing every lunation um, for the last while. Kind of the, the divine feminine energy is kind of infiltrating the patriarchy. Now, Chiron is a male, but the moon is very female energy. Um, it's our emotional body. So there's some emotional healing there in the sign of Aries, which is the god of war, Aries, saying, come on, you, know, you can heal this. You don't have to fight everybody all the time. You fight for your right to be you. You don't have to fight everybody else. So I do want to um, look at the number one in um, numerology because the thing, uh, but I'm going to look at number two as well after this, because it's almost at two degrees and we do have that Saturn and Vesta at two degrees. So one and two are both very important in this. So number one is the aspiration of humankind. It's what we hope to achieve. And so, you know, Aries is new beginnings. It's about starting something new and achieving something new. Um, but the number one represents God, human, the sun and the heart in your physical body. From the one, all things began. And this is from the dreamtime.com. Okay. From the one, all things began. The one is a masculine number, the aloneness, originality, and positivity. The element is fire, and from the one, all things come. Okay, so historically, the one indicates being one with God, and it indicates the male phallus, 
okay, as well, really, and God the Father. So you get an idea what number one is. It's really kind of the divine male. And this, incidentally, is all happening in the 11th year, where we have two ones, which, of course, is a gateway, a master number, a number 11, but also one and one makes two. And we also have the number two, as I mentioned. So two is the duality of humankind. It's togetherness and what we hope to receive. It's feminine and symbolic of the moon. It represents the female and everything associated with female traits, like emotion and change. Okay. Um, and it's the element water. Okay. Whereas one is fire. And it represents togetherness and emotions and um, partnership with others. All the feminine qualities, really. So here we have in this new moon, we have a real mix, okay, of the masculine and feminine. We also have Saturn and Uranus um, aspected on this um, full moon. And they are the old and new rulers of um of Aquarius, because Aquarius is a strangely conservative sign, but also very futuristic. Okay, so we have those two in Earth signs, aspected by a trine, suggesting that um, we are beginning to really bring radical change here. Now let's look at the numbers. I'll probably go back to, um, sorry, the symbols. I'll probably go back to that mystic rectangle a little bit more in a minute, but just give me a second. I'm just going to get my, because um, I am going to read you a few symbols here. Just well for. <laughs> okay. Actually, let's talk about the myst mystic rectangle um, more. Okay, so as I said, it's oppositions, sextiles, and trines, and it's a really kind of beautiful aspect. So it's like a long box or rectangle with two long sides, two short ones, and diagonal lines drawn across the middle from the corners. So overall, with the mystic rectangle, it's a beneficial um configuration where all the planets work together it's it's a chance or an offering of inner harmony but we do have to um face the challenge of the two oppositions and as a reminder that is chiron and the moon in one side sun mercury and ceres in the other side then the other opposition is between the North Node in Leo, which incidentally is ruled by the Sun, <laughs> and um, Lilith, Mars, and the South Node in Aquarius. So we've got all that kind of angry energy over there in Aquarius. And in the North Node in Leo is asking us to follow our heart and live in joy. And um, to quote my lovely internet friend, Nora Herald, to operate from joy, which... Um, kind of just means coming from a joyful place about everything, even when there's, you know, shit happening in the world, you can still operate from a place of joy and see joy and find joy. And, um, but that's not to make the Mars and Lilith anger um, and 
necessity for individuation in Aquarius wrong. Um, I call it righteous anger this morning. You know, there is a lot of righteous anger about, and a lot of it is from the divine female. But if you think about it as well, over there in Aquarius, we actually have Lilith, who was the original woman in the um, Garden of Eden myth, next to Mars, who really is the original male. You could say he's Adam. <laughs> if you like, because he is like the purest um, masculine energy in the chart. We have the two of them over there moving together and pointing towards this heart energy in Leo. And the North Node is our karmic potential and where we're going. And then we have the I in the we. And we've got um, themes of healing and forgiveness and unconditional love and acceptance and messages coming around that. So if we can integrate all that energy, bring it to center and then bring it to the outlets, which are Saturn and Vesta in, in Capricorn, focus and commitment to build something better and Uranus in Taurus to bring some radical change with how we do things. And incidentally, California has just voted to become completely renewable energy by a certain date. So things are changing. So the um, I want to read, first of all, the Chandra symbols. I'm going to read the one for the actual moon, Aries um, 2. We always go up. And um, I'm just going to mansa my daughter. <laughs> I'll be done in two seconds. Um, so it's old stone steps descending into darkness, held back by barriers that are formidable. Up against yourself hard, you are shadow boxing with personal propensities for becoming swept away by the lower self you take a perverse thrill in adopting the stance that it that is rebellious angry and distinctive um oh why is this <laughs> excuse me <laughs> okay i'm just saying yes um Driven by impulse to constellate the archetype of the one in trouble, of the outlaw, of the dark stranger, in love with the idea of being self-consciously different and running wild with it. Bursts and episodes, you get taken over and played through. This is adolescence in its most naked terms, but very hard to outgrow. The one who will not apologize, who does not change, convinced that being against is a strong position, a very char easy character to project upon for all of life is sensed as a continuous project projection and reality is up for grabs and hard to find. So this is a kind of a warning really on this full moon, okay, that, um, that you know not to be too stuck and not to be too raging against because there is quite a lot of anger so i'm just going to actually read the sabian symbol 
and then I'm going to have to go because I'm getting ready for this trip and I just had something come up. But um, So a comedian reveals human nature, the capacity to look objectively at oneself and others. And this is about the objectification, the object, the objectivation of consciousness. Okay. It's about um, really seeing oneself reflected as in the mirror. Okay. So overall, I'm kind of saying we're being asked to look at ourselves. Okay. In this. Now, if you want to find me um, anywhere else on the internet, and I'm sorry I had to cut this short, but um, my daughter got her time. She starts work wrong and I have to take her. Oh, the joys of being an astrologer and an entrepreneur with teenagers. <laughs> but you can find me at louiseeddington.com. Please come have a look at my thing. Find my page on Facebook, Louise Eddington Astrologer, or join my Facebook group, Planetary Magic Cafe. And I have a Venus Retrograde class coming up, the Venus Retrograde Heroine's Journey. So I will put the um, links to that on YouTube and places and in my groups and on Facebook on my page. So come join me. It's it, The first time I did it was the last Venus retrograde in Aries to Pisces. This one's very different, Scorpio to Libra, and it's going to be deep and huge. And if you would like some support, come join me. We'll be looking at your chart. We'll have a private Facebook group and we'll have seven calls on this to take you through the journey into your personal virtual vision quest. So for now, so much love. <laughs>